All right, everybody, welcome back. We are at episode number two of Model Club TV. And as always, we have Scott Johansson. Again, Scott. How's it going? It's also audio. You can't just... Hello. Hello, everybody. Oh, that's right. Hello, everybody. I was holding up a peace sign, too. Two episodes. This might episode be the running two. gimmick, then. We have to do it every time where you yes. screw it up. And we have Steve Riojas. Hello, hello. And how's everybody doing? What's going on? Doing okay. Doing okay. I'm a little worn out from this warm up to the show, but uh, I'm yeah. doing okay. Oh, man. The warm up for this show, if it's going to be like this every time, I don't know. <laughs> we might not make it very long. Uh, what are you guys doing for the 4th of July? We're, by the time this goes up, it will probably be 4th of July. So, what are you guys doing? What do you usually do, Scott? Well, um, a couple of things. First of all, before I hit on the 4th of July, um, I went back to work. Yay. Okay. So, I was off for three months. Here's to you. And Cheers. Here's to, me. Here's to me. Back to work. Okay. But more importantly, okay, um, Mr. Riojas, who's uh, at the bottom of my screen right now, top of uh, our screen, is uh, officially retired and uh, now a Social Security recipient. So uh, congratulations to Steve. Congratulations Yay. on retirement, Mr. Riojas. Thank That's awesome. Okay. So uh, that doesn't mean he won't still paint kits. Um, <laughs> Just yeah, means he's yeah. old. So uh, there you go. But uh, all right. So for the 4th of July, we'll have some folks over. And uh, not very big, just family because of the COVID thing. And um, that's it. I'm going to enjoy a three-day weekend because now I'm back to work and a three-day weekend is nice. Yeah. Steve, what are you guys going to do? And first of all, seriously, congratulations. Oh, thanks. How, yeah, many, years, like how many years did you have in? I, I worked, uh, well, I'm, I was 16. And I'm 65. So wow. as of July 1st, I've got Medicare and Social Security coming. And this is July, what are, oh, it's the second, second. right? Today's the second. Yeah. So it's one day into retirement. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, one so you can have the big one right now and you're fully covered. Okay. Yep. That's right. <laughs> you know. Right. But I made the American dream. That's that's the whole point is I'm one of the few. You made it. That's I got ten more years until I have to work a different job than the one I do now. It's like, oh man. But it's Fourth of July. We're not doing anything because they canceled it. What do you usually do? You go just watch fireworks somewhere? Or... Yeah, we go to the fairgrounds, the county fairgrounds, and it's real nice, nice big park, and watch the fireworks and cool, wet and yeah. But we're yeah. just we're just gonna have a couple people over for some food and. Like I said, can't invite that many people over. So, yeah, I must have missed my invite. You, yeah, you. Mm -mm, I don't want you here. Troubles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody, anything else you got going on? I watched a movie yesterday for the first time in forever. I watched uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Have you guys seen that? No, I have not. He plays a uh, real scummy jewelry dealer in New York, and. It was, it's a wild movie. Like if you like cool, just on the edge of your seat, like this guy's a piece of shit. He's going to get his, oh man, it's, <laughs> it's a good movie. Kevin Garnett. I'm not a basketball person. It involves Kevin Garnett quite a bit and it takes place in 2010. And I highly recommend that movie. It is really well done hmm. and totally not a sci-fi, not nothing related to model kits, but which is a great movie. So, so that's uh -huh. cool. Yeah. 
It's good. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek reruns, especially the original series, um, Next Generation. Can't go wrong. With the and some Deep Space Nine. Uh, it's on every night on the Heroes and Icons Network. Deep Space Nine, the best Star Trek series ever made. Yeah, and I just saw the finale in the first one. I had never seen the first one. So um, Wait, wait. Because so, they're showing them in order. So they show the finale the one night. The next night, they they started over. But it's every night on this H, H&I, Heroes and Icons, every okay. Monday through Friday. Uh, so they start off, they show Star Trek, then they show Next Generation, then they show Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then I think an episode of Enterprise. So it's like Star Trek all night. I'll have to look that up. I love yeah. Deep Space Nine. What's that on Comcast? Uh, it's on Comcast, but it's on Heroes and Icon Network. H&I. Cool. Very cool. So, and I think they're affiliated with MeTV, but maybe they're not. I don't know. So, that HD? Uh, I don't know that it is HD, Steve, actually. I'm not sure, because I know MeTV is not. That's yeah, kind of hard. Yeah, still in the, in the squares. That's hard to watch when you're used to HD. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time with it. <laughs> spoiled. Yeah. We're all spoiled at this point. When Steve Riojas, TV. TV snob. <laughs> right. I spent all those years in front of the TV as a kid. I don't want to see it like that again. <laughs> Burned out your eyes. Gotta get it. And I think out. they're showing the next generation is like um, the effects are different, and the original series too. Like I think all the ship effects and when they show a planet, it's all yeah. new stuff. Oh, it's, it's the it's, updated it's stuff. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The new version. Huh. Cool. Yep. But, uh, and let me tell you, there's some dogs in there. I mean, there's some fun episodes, but there's some dogs. I, what is the name of the episode, Steve? I was telling you about the guy when Kirk uh, Shatner was reciting the preamble. Um, oh yeah, that's the the Omega uh, Society or something like that, or I don't know what is it. I can't remember. We're gonna get yelled at for this because you probably know, will. You'll be about a hundred oh, Star Trek people yeah. watching uh, in your driveway. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, and and Shatner goes into full Shatner. Um, yeah, because he reads the, the the preamble. Yes, and uh, oh yeah, it was it was it was classic Shatner. It was. And I've also been watching Batman reruns, and I can get through about fifteen minutes, and I fall asleep at night. And uh, I was Why you? telling Steve, <laughs> you know, the first season of that show was really it was fun, but. You could already see it falling off by the second season, so you can see why it was a flash in the pan. And by the time they got to the third season, oh, it was terrible. It was just, it was terrible. So yeah, there's only so. So that's what I've been watching. Yeah, so you know, I've been watching quality television. When you were a kid, it was okay. Hey, since you're Mr. Shatner fan, Scott, what he's got a show on History Channel? Is he doing something? Do you know anything about this? He narrates something in the History Channel. Remember when he had a talk show where he he sat back to back with somebody? He had somebody with, and they sat like this. Yeah, it was Uh, a two chair. It was a double chair. And it was like, yeah, yeah, and they sat like face to face, but their backs. Oh. I think it was called face to face, but I could be wrong on that. I think it was called. They're probably all over YouTube. So I'm sure we'll get a zillion (laughs) comments. We will. Actually, um, I have his uh, Lucy. Is it Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? It came on my random oh, music yeah. the other day. And, and in all seriousness, folks, if you're going to listen to any Shatner music or whatever you want to call what he does, the album has been is a must have. Okay. All right. uh, William Shatner has been. 
is a must-have. He did an album after that as well, where he did 70 songs and 60 songs like uh, The Birds, Mr. Spaceman, and Bohemian Rhapsody. And that was a little over the top. But the Has Been album, I cannot recommend enough. I will keep an eye out for it when I go vinyl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll make you a copy if you want. It is. Oh, it's great. It it really is. The Has Been album is classic. And um, I'll tell you, some of the holy, uh, I think there was one like Holy Burning Manhood or something that Robin (laughs) actually did say on one of the Batman episodes. uh, Yeah, they really got away with a lot. Okay, for the time. And Steve said this to me one time. It's like when you watched it as a kid, it was for Batman. When you watched it um, as an adult, it was kind of for the camp, you know, and the gadgets, you know, because the gadgets, the Batmobile is so cool, you know. So it's like it's still watchable just to see how bad it is. It's still fun, you know. Yeah, but uh, it is. All right. So I've talked about TV enough. No, TV television. This is part uh, of it. One I mean, more thing, though, for all you Shatner fans out there, if you haven't watched Boston Legal, okay, my that is some of Shatner's best work. It really is. So, yeah, how many times have you? That. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah. How many times Not... have you seen Shatner live, Scott? Oh, just the one time. Just the one. Yeah, and I had an experience, and I felt it was probably better. I never go again. <laughs> you fell in love, didn't you? I do- I don't even want to want to ask him. Yeah, you know it's don't. gross. You, it's, we had eye contact. I, Me yeah, and Bill Shatner had eye contact. He had a tingle. That's okay, that's what it is. And um, and, and his, I remember I went with this friend of mine. Because uh, I took a left turn. <laughs> well, so it always does. Um, I went with a friend of mine, and I scored these third row seats that were almost center. Okay, well they were the center. They were the aisle seats in the third row, but on off to the side. And no one sat in front of us. So did we say we wanted this? You're getting it anyway. We're getting it. So (laughs) it it, it makes for good. It's fun. So, um, so Shander came over to that side of the stage and I know we made eye contact and I turned to the person I was with. uh, It was a friend of mine that was my dog groomer because my wife didn't want to go. So she went with me and I just looked at her and I said, I think I have an erection. And she about <laughs> died. I thought they were going to throw her out because she was oh, laughing. Oh so Shatner yeah, and I, I contest. So there you go. I brought this show down to a new level, but nah, why not? That's all right. I'm all sure right, it'll reach a further lower level at some point. So <laughs> it's okay. All right. So totally let's move cool. on. Let's, yeah, let's, move let's on. get to the agenda. Workbench. You'll probably edit all this out yeah, anyway. No, I won't that's actually. Okay. Nope. It's staying. Uh, we're going to move on to the workbench. And again, people, we are planning on adding uh, segments, <laughs> introductions. So it's not this choppy, but we're getting there. We have a lot of equipment to buy still. It's audio stuff, we apologize in advance if things don't sound perfect right now. But, you know, we're, we're new at this, and we're trying to get three guys that don't know much yeah. about it trying to get it going. So. We're going to be talking right now, and all I'm hearing is that's not good because then no one's going to listen to this ever. So, (laughs) workbench, we got to talk about what we're working on. We're going to start with, yeah, we're going to start with Steve. Another thing we got to do is got to take our uh, phones and show everyone the workbench. I think that'll be we that is a fun show, you know. Yep, I think we're going to do that. Very for you sweet. guys, everyone will see. I've got the same shit there for like three months now, but that's okay. I'll still show. Actually, me too. So, Steve, go ahead. Workbench. What are you working on? Can you talk about anything? 
I get, well, I, I shouldn't talk about it right now. I'm working on a couple of things for Hiroto, um, buddy from Japan. And cool. uh, I don't know if he wants. We'll they're, leave it there. Nope. Uh, I don't want you in trouble. Yeah, they're a little closed about this stuff. And if he does, I'll ask him if he does. And then I'll I'll bring the phone over and, and show it, you know. Cool. But I, I don't know for sure. And I don't wanna... Can I ask you this? Do you like it, what you're working on? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. All, All right. this stuff is cool, you know. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's you know sometimes when you actually are doing this work professionally, you are given a what non disclosure oh, yeah. agreement, and you can't talk about some of the things you're working on. So we appreciate that, and we don't want to get anybody in trouble. And I don't know any personal projects you're working on. No, but it's coming. Since yeah. my retirement, I am slowing it down, and I will start doing my own stuff. I'm so jealous. Little things here and there, you know, I, I mean, I can't turn down a nice job, but uh, just the general jobs, the load that I've been doing since God knows how long, that's got to slow down. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of fun. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, every summer break, I say that. I'm like, I'm going to get at least three kids done and I don't get anything. So we'll see. Scott, you're up. What are you working on? Come on. Let me pull up those. Photos? Yeah, I'm gonna show up those pictures that you sent over. So I gotta right. mute some things. And all right, we are looking at a large creature from a black lagoon. What is this? Okay, so that is a big galuna, and that was originally put out by a gentleman named Bill Ayers, and he had a partner too. Um, oh crap! What was the guy? Bill and Don. I don't remember Don's name. Um. But uh, both were really nice guys. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, Ed Bowkley of Dice Man Creations bought the piece. And Ed has given me the rights to produce it, you know, through uh, a joint venture, basically with him. And he'll get some money out of it as well, because it's still his piece. And um, it really needs to be remolded. So what I'm doing now is cleaning up the body and the, you know, for the master. And I'm still hoping to send it to Mr. Brokaw to make me a mold for that. And, um, you know, it's got, you know, it's some pinholes in there, seam lines. I want to get it all cleaned up. So all Mark has to do is throw a rubber on it and make the mold and, you know, do what he's got to do. Cool. So, so hopefully, um, hopefully by next year's Wonderfest, that'll be good to go. If not before then. And it's, it's really, it's a companion piece to the, Aurora Big Frankie. It's the same size. Um, this has been it's just a fun a time, hasn't it? parody piece, yes. Yeah. So. so you're looking at 21? Wonderfest 21? Well, or are, you, or are you looking at October? I don't think October just because we're already July and I don't know how backed up Mark is or if Mark's still interested in doing it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say never. You know, I may even be able to pull some out of the molds I have here but I'd like to just do it all out of the new molds. You know, um, I have a block mold in my garage that weighs about 50 pounds. So if I spin it, I'm going to have to spin it by hand. Um, well, with a crank, with a hand crank and spin the machine. So uh, the old joke, my arms will be really tired once I do it. <laughs> so, um, so okay, so we're still working on that. All right. And, and what's next, our next photo? Next photo is uh, your Tiny Terror. So the Tiny Terror Godzilla has got a good story. I started that around... In 2001, I went out to uh, shut up. I, I went out to my friend uh, Kurt Cross's house out in Oregon, 
And he says, we'll bring something to work on. So I brought this tiny terror with me. Okay. And I proceeded over the next two or three years, I went out there like three more times. So every time I went out there, I brought this tiny terror out there and did a little more work on it, a little seam work or whatever. And uh, it's still not done. The one you see in the photo is a second one that I have. Just here we are, what, is it 20 years later? Yeah. But here <laughs> I am, 19 years later, 20 oh, years later God, almost. That's hilarious. Okay. And uh, so we're hoping that that gets done soon, just because of all of Mike's pieces. That's um, of Mike Park's pieces. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I got and, one sitting back there, too, that I just found. I want to put that together. Yeah, and, and that is one of my favorite ones. I love that line. And... Um, that's one of my favorite ones yeah. of all time. Cool. It is okay. a really cool piece. Uh, right. Next up is uh, your Godzilla foot. What is this thing? Well, so that's the Mad Labs Godzilla cup holder. And um, I was originally working with George at Blackheart on that, but George, uh, I don't really think, you know, George got the time to deal with stuff. He's got his own stuff going. So I have this piece. Um not sure in pricing yet, so shoot me some emails here or something, and I, I hopefully I'll have a price for everyone next time. Um, I think I think we're going in the $30, $35 range okay. for that. And that's okay. a brush holder, and it's, uh, again, for those that can't see it, it's a big Godzilla foot, and um, it's um, uh, got Bambi underneath, so you got four deer legs and a bunch of guts and brains and stuff uh, hanging out of it. And you can and stick it the knives and stuff in it right yeah you can paint brushes knives uh you can't drink out of it you can but you probably will be poisoned if you do um <laughs> good and i'm hoping i'm hoping that if uh i can get some sales off of this um i'm hoping to donate a proceeds a portion of the proceeds a to mike's widow and or um, Mike's charity uh, for saving stray cats and stuff that he likes so much, you know, so I'd like to see some of that money go be channeled that way too. And this King Kong, what is this? So it's King Kong. King Kong thing. This is a nameplate. I'm going to hold it up here. Cause this is the master right here too. Oh, cool. Okay. Made out of this, gold. It's cool. Yeah. Well, this, is, this is how these are when they, when they're made. And this was made by Mark Kalen. Okay. And, um, when I get a painted one, it'll be painted by Steve Riojas, whether he knows it or not. And I'm looking for my tape measure. Hold on. So uh, while you're doing yeah. that, anybody who's listening on the audio podcast, head on over to YouTube, Model Club TV, and watch the video there if you want to see some of these pictures when you get there. But we want and to be able to see me shaking my head. No. <laughs> yeah, he's going to paint it like it. So it's about three and a half inches <laughs> by mm, four and an eighth for you, you know. So it's about four and an eighth this way, three and a half this way. It's a big one. Um, this is off a book, and the and the picture that Jason's showing is what we actually took it off of, and it's an old paperback um, version of King Kong. And it was um, the cover art was done by James Bama, who also did the Aurora box art. And I always loved it, and I still have mine from the from when I was a kid. It was actually my brother, so it's got some crayon on it and stuff like that. But uh, I always love the box, the art, the, I shouldn't say box art, of course box art, but it's um, the paperback cover art. And I always like this font that said King Kong the best, um, as opposed to any of the movie posters or any of the stuff that was out there. This one is the one that always stuck with me. So I'm just going to make a nameplate just to have it. So. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Anything else you're working on? 
that um, don't don't yeah. don't press him, Jason. I'm, well, I'm looking at our list here, and and so you're next as what you're working on. Yeah. Well, so um, I think that's it. I wrapped up some casting. Oh, I am doing some other things too, still for Steve Iverson. Steve, I haven't forgot you. Um, I had some pinholes in one of the pieces, and Mr. Riojas was kind enough to recommend a product for me for pinholes that he says works really good. And that is a Woodland Scenes foam putty, right, Steve? Did I get that right? Yep. Foam putty, yep. And and I wait, hold on. Let's let's not wash over this. Is this a secret bit of information for people? Hmm? Is this a nice secret hobby hobby tip? Hobby. hobby well, you'll hobby have to ask it. Mr. Riojas because um, I've never used it. Yeah. All right, but Steve, I trust him, so what I bought that? it. Yeah, it's a like a putty. They use it for since the railroaders and that's those guys use uh, styrofoam and foam core that kind of thing. You can use this foam putty, and it sticks on on uh, styrofoam and smooths out. It's not wet, it's, but it's uh, it's soft enough to spread over things. So it's, it works real well when on pinholes, you just sort of brush it over it, smear it over it, and then you can just brush off the excess. Really? So it's real nice. You don't have that goopy mess that you would have with uh, modeling paste or that kind of stuff. So Woodland Scenic really nice. foam putty. Foam putty, yeah. Cool. And it's not that expensive. I, I want to say it's what, like $13, Steve, for like a These, I don't pint know. thing or something? Yeah. Very cool. You uh, can get it on Amazon. You know, one of the Amazon sellers will send it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Amazon has made things a lot easier, but it also got rid of some really cool places. But that's a story for another time, I think. Uh, what I'm, I'm working on, still the ghost of Castel Marais or the Castle Mare. Um, a little further along on the base. I actually just spent most of the last two weeks working on this stupid podcast we're trying to do, watching videos on audio settings and how to upload things. And there is so much more that I didn't know that I didn't know. Like it's just the fact of getting how to upload a podcast. I had to learn quite a bit for the audio side of things. YouTube, it's easy. You just post it. Um, But there is a whole process to the audio side of things and then just researching equipment that we're going to use at some point. So that's kind of taken over another, I guess it's another hobby at this point of trying to uh, get things sounding good, but yeah, still working on the ghost uh, built a little bit more on that work Stampa. And yeah, that's about it. It's terms of working on stuff, some house stuff. Are you happened. still uh, showing it on your channel? Yeah. Still doing it on there. Um, it's almost down to like once a week at this point. Cause I just haven't had time and it's, yeah, I don't know. What's a, Have we moved to the oranges and reds now? Are we done with the blues? Yes, I'm, I'm on the oranges. and Actually, I can hold okay. it up. I'm on the oranges and reds. So I'm there. Because if I got to see one more blue paint job, I'm just going to poke <laughs> Well, there's a lot of orange and blue in that. So okay. for those of you who don't like orange and blue, I highly suggest not watching. Cause yeah, listen that's to the, the entire, podcast. That's the entire yeah. thing. So that's all I'm working on. That's kind of where I'm at. And which gives us an opportunity to move on to news and reviews. Oh, sorry, my cow just busted what out of the stable that? and that was okay. his bell, you know. News and reviews. <laughs> Again, we'll have a really cool intro at some point. Dust. <laughs> uh, Scott. News no, reviews. Yes, Steve, have you let's start with Steve. Have you seen anything? I don't know you got anything? anything? Nothing? Seen anything cool nothing. on the internet? No. Nothing. 
there was a nah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did anyone give you anything this week? No, unfortunately, I'm starting <laughs> to get upset about that because I need to be given yeah. stuff. Yeah, with, with, with it, no wonder fest Steve's collection is going downhill. You know, yeah, it's, really. It's, for everyone at home, <laughs> these yeah. these guys give me a lot of shit because I go to Wonderfest and I go over and I say, "Oh, that that's a nice you know airbrush table." The guys were selling airbrushes, right, Jason? Yep. It was was it you or Scott? I don't know. But I think it was me. I go, "Do you guys have any uh, brushes to clean out your airbrush?" And they go, "Yeah, we got this set." I go, "Okay," and he goes, "Here, go ahead, take it." I go, all right, thanks. And uh, then I get a load of shit the rest of the day for it because I didn't buy it. <laughs> well, I had to pay for the same <laughs> oh, well, yeah. or something. And, it was one of those things. Similar story here, of course. So um, I think uh, James Whitman from Kit Kong was there with his Creature Walks Among Us kind of bust. Okay. And I, of course, had just paid $100 or whatever he charged for it at the time. That was Revenge of the Creature. Revenge of the Creature, yes. And I was very happy. <laughs> I was very happy to get it because it's kind of a cool Jeff Yeager piece. And uh, Steve says to James, oh, yeah, that's really nice. And James reaches down and says to Steve, oh, here, take one. Okay. And it's like, so I'm like, wait a minute. I just paid for one. But now he gets one for free. So we're yeah, not that's... making this up. Okay. Steve has like some Jedi mind trick he uses. No, it to do a lot of build-ups for james for a while uh -huh. so, yeah okay. no james is a good guy I, i've been to the model mansion and... <laughs> it's it's a jedi mind trick the mo yeah. wait really no really have you I been have... to the model mansion oh yeah yeah That's i don't awesome. know where it, what it's like now but the one then was it was a mansion it was this big house with like a uh six car garage dude like and he he had hearses in the in the garages he had a 69 hearse, I think a couple 58s. I want a, I want a 69 hearse so bad. And a 67, I think. They were, so a couple of them were wrecked, and then I think the 69 was just beautiful. I think. That, <laughs> I may you know, have to ask him if he, if those are for sale at some point, because. You know, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a couple years. Is he so doing okay? Like, I, I haven't seen him around. In a while. I haven't either. I, I think he's it's not even going to the shows anymore. Huh. We'll have to look he recently that. sold the rights to a lot of his kits to Randy Guthrie of Little Monsters or Little Monsters, really up in uh, Washington. So uh, I know that was posted over in the clubhouse that I'm not supposed to be at, but um, it was. Ah! Uh, <laughs> Why not? I'm banned for life. I'm uh, the Pete Rose of the clubhouse. You mean that, Steve? I told you about something on the clubhouse. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steve said. But anyway, yeah. um, so that's where I read that. Um, about James. Um, so I think he's kind of getting out of it. Um, I think his health issues, maybe it's travel. I don't know. I don't want to speak to yeah, it. Yeah, no, don't. I don't but, know for sure. Yeah, but we I, don't know. James is one of the good ones, and I, I don't wish him anything but good health. So. He had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, he did. That's for sure. He had a lot. Of or it does. We'll see. Yeah. Um, maybe he does. Yeah. I got I some. Oh, go one ahead. Room we, one sec. Went into this one room he had. And it was all plastic model kits. So it was all Aurora, Polarites, um, Hawk. What are the other ones? Anything that was plastic styrene. He just had them all jammed in there, like four or five of each kind. That's you know so I mean? cool. You know what? We need to get Steve as a guest. Or, I mean, I'm sorry. Model Mansion. James is a guest? Oh, my God. My brain. We got to get James as a guest at some point. Talk to him. 
We'll how do does that. how do you end up getting a model mansion, an actual model mansion? Yeah, not, like I said, I don't know if it's still there. Where did he live? Uh, well, he's here in Denver. It's okay. actually Arvada, so it's just like an outskirts of Denver. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he's always been. He's been. Uh, what was it? There was uh, like stories about him and the and the Denver bunch about him going to the shows and buying all the Billikens up and stuff. You know, he was just, uh, he's been around forever. That's awesome. Uh, before we get to the slideshow of some of the stuff we found, uh, I got, I just want to talk about this for a second. Obsolete. Um, if you subscribe, I subscribe to Hobby Japan, which I highly recommend. They give you like every fourth issue. There's like a little free little model kit that comes with it. And a lot of times it's Gundam weapons that I don't care about. But this one that came out, it's like this little like mech with a girl pilot. And the whole issue resolved, revolved around like people that what they had done with this little tiny model kit. So it was actually kind of cool to see what can be done with it. And so I think they just gave everyone who subscribes gave one and they held like a little contest for people to do things with it or like to submit. But I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, other things review wise i got you guys won't know any of this stuff but this is a long time in the making it's a zote and these have Miniature not stuff. yeah a zote's like a four four-legged alien creature in the warhammer universe and the last time they put out a zote model was like 90 91 when i was in high school and they kind of disappeared and they're bringing them back so that was kind of cool and I had gotten another set of miniatures to paint. Why don't you uh, describe the Zote for our listeners? The Zote is a, like I said, four-legged creature, guns, aliens, and I. it looks like an alligator with a torso, an alligator centaur. With He's got guns and weapons. stuff. Yeah, so it's strange. Um, but other than that, yeah, I haven't really bought anything. In terms of things I've seen on the internet, which is kind of what we're going to do with some of this segment as we go on. Oh, let me bring that stuff up again. Uh, and first up, I saw there's this, uh, it, I think it was on the, the bust at site and it's Baba Yaga. And it's from a company It's two things. Uh, it's from a company called insomniac miniatures. Baba Yaga is a Slavic folktale of like a, a witch kind of thing and there's some really cool just characters that this guy is putting out and this minotaur he does i thought was really well i'm a sucker for minotaurs and i thought it was really cool when i saw it but yeah insomnia miniatures and like some pretty cool stuff in there um scott we have this mad monster poster what's this about okay so mad monster party was a rankin bass most of you know rankin bass from um the Rudolph and Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is coming to town, year without a Santa Claus. A lot of people don't know, a lot of people in our hobby know, but a lot of people out there don't know that they also did a monster uh, movie and of stop-motion animation puppets. And it was voiced with Boris Karloff, Phyllis Diller. And I watched the making of recently, and it was like one guy did a lot of the voices. And uh, the character designs were by Jack Davis, who... Anybody that know, don't know who Jack Davis is, look up his art and you'll say, oh, yeah, I've seen Jack Davis art because it was Mad Magazine. It was TV Guide. It was Wacky Packages, I think, 
I'm not mistaken. Steve, help me out. Who else? Where else have we seen Jack Davis art? Um, oh, movie posters. Movie posters. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, and Jack just had a great look, you know, with a lot of this stuff. So, um, if you want to go ahead and forward up then to the pictures, this is uh, put out by um, Norbert. And I don't want to screw up Norbert's last name. Osner? I think that's Osner? Right. I don't know. Uh, Norbert the German. Anyway. Um, Maniacs. It's a, yeah, he's a, uh, hold on, I'm going to reach behind just to get it, even though you have this picture on there. So this is a, uh, the Cub. <laughs> and this is the Dracula from this movie. Okay, and it's a Jack Davis design. It's nine inches tall, uh, sculpted by Troy McDevitt. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces. It's got the base too, as you probably see on the videos or on the thing. And this is hopefully the first in of many of these because I love this the character designs for this thing. The thing has a little hokey 60s uh story. It's still fun. Um, but it's uh you know, I love the characters and the, and the Dracula, no offense, Norbert, of course, because I love this, as he knows. Um, the Dracula and the Frankenstein, which was called Fang. And um, they've kind of been done a lot. And the Boris Karloff as well. Uh, Tony Cipriano did a pre-paint years ago that I have. I remember that. Um, yeah. So I really hope they do some of the other characters or, you know, the creature, the wolf man, the uh, whatever. It's something and, different. Uh, that's that's what I like about it. It's yeah. Now, um. As far as the kit goes, the castings were great, um, packed great. Um, if I had one knock on this kit, and Norbert, don't kill me, because I know you gave me a good deal on it. It's not really a knock, but the Dracula um, in the movie and everything has a monocle on his right eye. And, yeah, there's really no way to mold that in. So I think what I would do with mine is try to find a some kind of clear, round plastic piece to put over that eye somehow to uh did it have a chain or was it just like to a, have the monocle no there was no it was chain it was just, it was in his eye the whole time you know you could just take you know you could do not, huh? if you took like a hole punch and did it maybe like, I, how big is his head um his head is pretty good size actually he's got an orange for a head steve um <laughs> that's, that's a joke that we're gonna let steve tell on our very yeah. last episode ever okay <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm digging out the head. After so, Scott's gone. Well, I was thinking, like, yeah, if you took transparency. So film, the head is pretty good yeah. size. All right. Okay. And so you would need something maybe a little bigger than that. I was also thinking of just an O-ring, just to give the look yeah. of a monocle. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily have to have glass in it. And at first, I thought the monocle went on the eye with the raised brow, but I did some research. And the monocle would go on that eye. But... Okay. Again, that would be nitpicking this kit. Okay, but you know what really... that allows? That allows for modeling. Yes, exactly. And, and it's a it's a great kit, and it would be almost impossible to sculpt and cast um, with it. And Norbert, I'm not knocking your kit at all because I love it. I would give this kit. Uh, we need to come up with I a know, scale. One to four stars. Four stars. Yeah, we have like stars. It. Are we on a star system? Yeah. I like my cartoon stuff, as you guys know. Yeah. And I hope he does more of those. So, um, Norbert's on Facebook and Resin Maniacs and uh, easy to find. So, um, so yeah. yeah, that's great. Norbert, good job. Uh, these are some kaiju kits that I found from a company called 
monster rage and i think that i think they're located in indonesia and when i first saw the pictures i kind of just clicked past them because like oh those are cool but then until i saw a guy holding <laughs> this turtle i'm like oh my god they're huge they're like it's like having a toddler so i'm sure they're i and even looked at the, the the prices aren't too bad for the size i'm sure shipping mm-hmm. might kill you but I think there are a lot of them are reimagining of some of the classic kaijus from Godzilla and stuff, but this King Ghidorah, I mean, that thing's gorgeous. It's got a lot of really cool spikes and spindles and. and now there was uh, in at Louisville a few years back. There that Gamera was, I don't know if that's the one. If this is a different one. That one, yeah, that that one was a different company. Oh, it was. But it's a lot. Yeah, it's in the same vein, of like a real spiky, scary Gamera. Yeah, that thing was really beautiful. I gotta go along with that. Oh, look, they're shooting at me again. Jesus, stop yeah. it! It's Fourth of July in the, <laughs> and we don't so. live in a. Uh... <laughs> oh, never mind. So yeah, those I thought were pretty cool. I, I liked it, and this one, the camera kit that he has, it has a US. It looks like a USB port coming out of the back because it lights up, which is I thought was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, Monster Rage, check them out. What is the? Uh, have you showed the, uh, the shark looking thing yet? Yeah, we're, uh, I did. I clicked through it a little bit. Okay, that I really liked. I, I saw that, and I did really like that. Yeah, so. yeah there's some cool stuff. Uh, next up is this Davy Jones from Killer Kits I thought was pretty cool that's coming out. I just saw a painted one before we started recording. Um, not much to say about it. I just really like it. It's a, there's, I think there would have been more Davy Jones kits or more Pirates kits, but it just hasn't been uh, lately. A lot of bus. Yeah, when a lot of bus. Of, of bus yep. out there. Yeah, well, if there are other movies were as good as the first one, you probably yeah, would have had some. That's better. true. Uh, next up is this one that I found. This one I found, I know I found on the Bust at uh, Facebook group. I am a total sucker for the movie Leon the Professional or The Professional in the States. And it's just the bust of Matilda and Leon in the doorway uh, right towards the end of the movie. And it's just such a great scene. And I thought, like, it's a cool kit. It's a cool little mini kit. Um. And then this is a company called Ignis Art. I put this up here basically as a reminder to try and get it. They've put out, I think, three. And their first bus kit that they had done is was like a – I don't even know how to ex- explain it. But another female kit with uh, Slavic fol- folklore inspired. And this is like a girl with horns and a, like vines growing up her belly. And it just looks really cool. And they're really limited and really hard to get. Uh, and this is coming out, I think, on – the 10th of July. And then we have the ghoul kit. Scott, you want to talk about the ghoul? I will. Uh, one more thing I want to say about the Norbert kit too. The box art was done by Rusty Nail. I oh, forgot cool. to ne- neglect Good to job, say Rusty. that. I got to bust Rusty a little bit though. I'm not big. I-, I think the Dracula was supposed to be kind of bluish Rusty, but I'm going to give you a pass because some of the photos are flesh. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Rusty a little bit of a pass because I like him. But um this is a ghoul kit. Boris Karloff is the ghoul. This was a Jeff Yeager kit originally put out by the Rebel Resin. Resin. Um, uh, and uh, as everyone probably knows, uh, Rebel Resin uh, Tony Salcines, uh passed away not too long ago. And so a lot of people have been acquiring his kits his line and stuff. And I believe Norbert again bought a lot of them 
And I don't, I'm not 100% sure this is part of that group, so I don't want to say for sure. I think it is. And Dave Nicholson yeah. of Killer Kits has the UK rights, and Norbert has the US rights to sell them. And I'm not 100% sure if they got this one, but I think they did. If they didn't, I uh, think so. we'll make a I... correction next week. If someone yeah. comes forward and said, no, I bought that one, we'll make that correction next week. Yeah, cool. No, I thought it looked pretty cool. And it's good that people are saving those and they're going to still get put out. Um, yeah. let me bring me back up and there, I think that's it for news and reviews. Okay. And we're going to move on to our topic, which is dun dun dun, dun model club, our contest. Uh, I thought it would be a good place to kind of explain where we came from, how model club TV came to be. And really just talk about the contest that we tried to start and did start. And I think we're going to continue doing. But I wanted to kind of take the edge off on it a little bit. So I wanted to talk about where we came from in the beginning in terms of the Model Club contest. Explain it to people who have no idea what we're talking about. And I, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Steve? Where do you want to start with it? Might as well start from the beginning. Because it the the idea of it being a... A grass. Well, I guess it goes back to. It was four years ago, right? Four, five. Was it, it would be five years? years. Really? Well, it has because we this would have been Model Club Four this year. Okay. So we started talking about it a little bit before that. So around four or five years, we've been kind of doing. Yeah. It, I think. And uh, at at Wonderfest. The... Sorry. You all right? Yeah, it's my phone. Okay. <laughs> um. If you're a professional modeler or you won a gold medal at the Wonderfest show, usually they, they ask you to step back or, you know, you just sort of do it and judge or whatever, and then, which is fine. But after a few years, you get to where you don't uh, enter anymore. And uh, we were talking about would be nice to get everybody together, to get uh, the heavy hitters to uh, go and join up into a contest and uh, just for fun. Really, it started out just for fun, right, Jason? Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And uh, just to see what everyone's up to and what they would do. So then, uh, then the idea was to maybe uh, make a cash prize, as in like a poker game, where everyone would would pitch in fifty dollars, and we would uh, all vote on it ourselves, so that there's. It's about as fair as a contest as you can possibly get. Now, Go ahead, jump in, Jason. Yeah, I want to step back just a little bit to that. I think, okay. like, one of the big... What do you got going on there, man? <laughs> Both, That's my... Just, uh, I'm just totally kidding. Tinkerbell keeps calling me and... Wait, who's Tinkerbell? <laughs> Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> to tell. Show us Tinkerbell. Yeah, I don't know if we, we want to see, see Tinkerbell. Yeah, I don't know if we want no, to see... No, no, I can't show you. Yeah, this is special. Okay. So I, I want to step back just a little bit to some of the discussions we were having on why it wasn't. I mean, part of it was us not being able to enter the contest for so many years. First of mm -hmm. all, for writing for AFM and or being a judge, um, you weren't allowed to enter. But the other part was thinking to the contest itself. We I think the three of us, especially when we have these, I think this, this podcast is basically our group call that we have every once in a while. So, I mean, when we'd have these phone calls and talk, we really miss the modeling aspect of 
one of building models and not so much being a painter because we all look at things online we see other what they're doing in japan we see what when you open a hobby japan and you see those dioramas those guys build there's just like no one here is doing that anymore there's a few guys that'll i mean mike wallace comes to mind he's one of those yeah. guys that he goes all out and there's no one else in the contest ever that does a mike wallace level crazy diorama crazy base or just you know is a modeler there's a lot of painters but there aren't very many modelers and so we wanted that aspect i think if you would agree like if i'm off base let me know no that's no that's kind of that's exactly right and the, and then the other side to that coin is we kind of saw the modelers get pushed back in terms of i don't know what i hobby fame i i don't know it seemed like it switched at one point where the hobby seemed to be about the people buying the kits and building them and painting them and creating into the people who are the standouts and the most, I don't want to say famous because yeah, that's the, just the right up, term. build the kit. And paint. Right. And then the producers became the rock stars. It's like, Oh, this guy's got this kit coming out, but it's not the person that's building this person's kit. It became more about the people producing the kits than the people building the kits and that's something i think when I, I think my as one of the people that started this with you guys i think that was one of the angles i really wanted to focus on is making this more about the modelers and that's and, and really not that we don't we without producers there wouldn't be any model kits right so we wouldn't have any of that stuff but i wanted to see modelers again be a rock star and have that opportunity to show what they can do and do amazing, crazy things mm -hmm. that would just blow everybody away. And that's where it started. That was our initial, I think, talk. All of those things kind of mixed together. And right. Scott, Steve, how do you think it's gone so far? I like we would have had well, we've done three, right? This would have been we've four. done three. I think the work is great, is fantastic. Um, the guys really brought it and uh you can't fault it. It isn't like we didn't have a lot of entries. And I think it's just like it's not because there was a lack of work or effort because the, the kits that were displayed were just amazing. I just great fun. It was almost like uh, going back in time to the to the early shows and looking at everybody's stuff. It was really fun. Yeah. And I think I, I think some of our description of what we wanted it to do and it's called Model Club because it was a takeoff of of fight club the movie where everyone it was like kind of the secret backroom contest and it wasn't and i think some people may have been intimidated by that and made it sound like it was because we and i mean we hear everything between the three of us we kind of hear pretty much everything that goes on and yeah. we did hear people saying oh they're just trying to be elitist we're trying and that was never the intention of no, the contest not. at all it was i anybody could have entered and we wanted more like whoever wanted to to enter, but we wanted people to bring their A game. And I think, you know, when you see a name like Steve Riojas or Mike Wallace and you're competing directly against them, I think that doesn't intimidate people. But I think there's also. But you couldn't ask for a, a more. Uh, think back to that first contest, how everyone, I think what you were going to say is the, the, the brotherhood to it. Yeah, I was searching for the word. Yeah, absolutely. 
it was uh, every everyone was supporting each other, and just it was so exciting. There was a, a buzz in that little room. They did stick us in the back in the corner in the dark, but which was it cool. Was, uh, <laughs> but it was you could just feel it. I, I don't know why it didn't catch on a little bit more than it did, but uh, the second year seemed to be a little bit better. Yeah. Um. And then the third year it kind of tanked. Fizzled. Fizzled. Yeah. It really did. And I don't know if that's, I think we have our theories and we won't talk about them here, but I don't, I don't want to end the contest. I want to keep it going. And I'm going to show you your pictures in a little bit, Steve, but um, mm -hmm. I, we'll talk about, I mean, this is a touchy subject here, probably a little bit. We've had multiple offers from people to, to sponsor the contest. For those of you who don't know, it's a $50 entry fee. And then, after we paid for the room, the winner of Model Club got the money. Whatever money we took in, they got the rest of it. It cost us $200 to rent the little space at Wonderfest, yeah. which right off the bat was killing us. And so this year we changed the rules a little bit. Wonderfest hasn't happened yet. Um, we're going to try and hold it inside the contest room. as kind of, I don't know. We'll see if this works out this year. I don't know. But we've had multiple offers for sponsors, which... And I mean, this is my one sticking point is that the sponsors we've had that people want to like sponsor it. It's it's again, it's producers. And we wanted this for modelers by modelers day one. And I want to stick to that as long as we can. And if we can use our podcast now to maybe get more people involved, raise money this way for the contest prize. I'm all for that. I still and I, I mean, we appreciate people wanting to sponsor us and wanting to throw money at that contest, but we still want it. I don't know. Free of yeah, that we, we influence. Keep, we, yeah, we keep trying to put out all the, solve all the little problems that come up. Like, uh, you know, we had a rule where don't show us anything, you know, you can, you can talk crap about it, but don't show us anything. And then people would, you know, we remember we heard a few people say that, well, I want to enter the regular contest too, and I can't, I don't have time to do both. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming up with the, just enter the contest, and Model Club will be in the contest itself. Yeah. Right? But I think that so, does solve uh, that issue too. Cause I mean, if I only have enough time to work people, on one thing and I can enter it in yeah. both, that, I think that helps. We're talking well, about, go ahead. Well, when was the last time you entered the Wonderfest contest? Uh, two thousand six, I think, or yeah, seven. See, mine was like two thousand. Yeah, I got that one gold medal and said I'm done. <laughs> like I just don't. That's all I ever wanted was one, and I didn't need any more. Like, mm -hmm. but mine uh, might have been ninety nine. <laughs> that's when you got your gold medal. No, that's not true. You entered. You entered. Oh, I did enter the yeah. creature bust that yep. I showed in the last episode. Yep. Yes, I did enter that. Yep, that's not true. Um, but uh, I did the uh, AFM boot camp. Uh, starring who? Uh, starring Steve Riojas, of wow. course. And, starring. You know, but let's not forget Terry Webb, or he'll be up our ass going, hey, what about me? So, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and there was yeah. also, uh, I think, Dave Prosser as well. And, uh, was Thad there that year helping out, or I can't remember. Thad might have been there that year helping. I think out. Thad was there. Yeah. Um, and oh, Fred DeSanto. You know, there were a couple of AFM writers there helping out. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I did enter that that year, but um, yeah. But I mean, it, I, we're open to suggestions always, and we I think with this year's rules, we did change stuff based on past mistakes, um, and we want to keep it going. and And I think now that we have this little forum, it might help us a little bit more too. But I think I there hasn't been a year. I mean, I've been disappointed with people that didn't enter that said they were going to enter or people that just flat out ignored us. But I think the people that did enter loved it. Like, I think it was, I, I have never heard anyone say this sucked. I'm never doing this again or yeah, anything. Not like at that. all. Like it's been, like I said the buzz, there was a buzz in the room every time. Yeah. So I'm going to throw up some of Steve's. These are just Steve's entries from our contest that he is going to show. And yeah. well, I'll show, we'll talk about them. Uh, just to kind of get an idea of what model club was. Uh, let me get rid of this and that. And so your invisible man, this was the first year, this was your first entry. Steve, you want to tell us yep. a little bit about it and what you did? Uh, that was, uh, the old visible man kit from the fifties and, uh, late 50, I think it was like 1959 or something like that. And so I, I took that and I, it does come with a, a skeleton. So I figured I would try to make him like an android or, a, you know, I don't know. What's the term? Cyborg. Cyborg. And a cyborg. A cyborg with the skin over the yeah. machine. Yeah. So he would be a cyborg. I called him the the transhumanoid. But uh, <laughs> uh, he, so I just started putting parts like I do. I always mess around with uh, pulling stuff and sticking it together to make machines. And so I just started jamming the inside of him with uh, parts and wires and stuff and painted him up to where he looked like he was being uh, formed and then, you know, painted the skin. So the, the you have the, the clear plastic skin over him. And then I just kind of lightly airbrushed flesh tones and stuff on the, and stuff like that. Are they seeing these pictures? Yeah, they're seeing them right now. Okay. Yeah. So, you, and then just tying everything together with wires and, and all that stuff. I think the only thing I didn't do that I probably should have done was light it up. I'm yeah, just light, not that a, would have been cool. Yeah, I could have put it like all those little tiny lights inside him. That probably would have been a good one. But yeah, uh, I'm not the best at lighting. Yeah, that's. Up. I mean, you have to know how to do that. <laughs> wiring stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking then, at the picture, Steve, and I want to know, as I'm sure a lot of people want to know, if you can go back and jar your memory a little bit. Are there any household items on here that you could look at and say, now, if you look at this, it's this. Because a lot of people um, don't know this. Uh, or Well, a lot of people do do this, and there's probably a lot of people that don't. Steve, and, and I still do it myself, even though I don't build and paint much, anything that he picks up that looks like, hey, I might be able to use this someday for something, throws it in a, well, I think in Steve's case, it's a drawer next to him. Yeah. And, um, and he's just got all these parts. And when he starts doing something like this, he just pulls shit out and just puts it in there, you know, or parts from other model kits. I mean, what what kind of parts do you remember when you did this one that you use? Um, well, this one, since it's, uh, it's supposed to be a robot and mechanical workings, there's a lot of tank parts in there. I, I had a few old tank kits that I just saved for this kind of stuff. So, like, if you look inside him, you see a lot of uh, the one thing I do know that's different from everything else 
if you're looking at that picture and you see that circular thing in the in the back there yeah. with the little copper uh, balls inside, that's mm -hmm. a uh, oh, what's the on a toy gun? There's a, a little baby's toy gun. Uh -huh. It's the well, on a revolver. So what is that? The you know it holds the bullets. Yeah, and so I pulled that out and that stuck that in the middle. The rest <laughs> of the stuff is just tank parts. That's so and, cool. Uh, solder. That's one. Here's a tip: use solder for your wires. Don't use regular wires. Solder you can bend and make per, you know put it perfectly, perfectly where you right. want it, yeah. and it stays there. That is a good because tip. It, yeah, and they make different uh, sizes of it. And like that coiled uh, wire there in the front, that's just getting a, a thicker solder and then wrapping a tiny thin solder around it. And it uh, and I'll just drop like uh, that real uh, liquidy super glue on it, and that'll keep it nice and tight. And you can still bend it and shape it. I think those if are I remember right, you had run out of solder. Yeah. And, and you and I were on the internet one day talking. We're looking at all these different sizes and. You know, I, I went to some hardware stores and they all had the same size and I needed different sizes. Yeah. So then I order it. So it's, and I don't know enough about this stuff to know the size of, you know, what, what is it? I just Amazon to the rescue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, your next one is your Frankenstein. Is it Frankenstein? That's, uh, that's called, Mad Doctor? They saved, yeah. they saved Hitler's Frankenstein. And that is... Was it Hitler's Frankenstein or Hitler's brain? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Saved Hitler's Frankenstein. Okay. And so this is just like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the little guy standing there, the little doctor, and then the the guy with the German helmet on the other side. He's a a sculpture that uh, Moses Jan did called Doctor Nubs, and his assistant. <laughs> Doctor Nubs is the guy with the the helmet. And his little assistant. Now I kind of switched it around to where the little guy was the the evil doctor, and uh, and then there's the Hitler head, and uh, Gabriel Garcia did a bunch of zombie heads, and I, I got a bunch from him um, at a Wonder Fest, <laughs> and <laughs> so there's a there's a bubble, and it's like a uh, a clear ornament that you get from Hobby Lobby. And so I opened that up and then I put a bunch of zombie heads in there and threw a bunch of glue and, and uh, goopy stuff in there to make it look like they're the, the whole thing is, is that they are melting the heads and shooting that into this machine to keep Hitler alive. So Hitler is a zombie head that I, I just changed it a little bit, changed his hairstyle and uh, gave him a mustache. And then, then I just start doing what I always do is start, picking up uh, pieces of this and that and hooking it all together until it, it sort of resembles machinery and stuff. It's gorgeous. Like The gauges, I think, came uh, Matthew Lawrence. Um, yeah, Matt Lawrence had those gauges. What's he his company, Starlight? Oh, he's going to kill me. Starlight Productions, I think. Starlight Productions? Yes. And uh, Miss Moneypenny Flux is the CEO there. And if Matthew ever watches this, he'll know what that means. <laughs> but he sold it. Flux is his dog. That's his uh, English cocker, English, some kind of co king cocker spaniel or something. All right, here's the other, your other entry, which is what would you call it? The third one? Yep, the third one. 
This is a Soylent Green kit from, uh, who made this? This was Hell Painter. Hell Painter, yeah. right? And uh, this is a commission for this guy, uh, Jeff Hager, who's been, who wants me to do a lot of uh, future type, type stuff. And so I'm, uh, I uh, converted it so it was coming out of this machine like it has been, you know, like a chrysalis, like a mechanical chrysalis. Okay. And uh, so he's coming out of there. And so, you, you know, chopped up the legs and that kind of thing. And then again, the machine is made from this and that, a lot of plumbing parts and electrical fixtures and stuff. And then tons of solder <laughs> on those. <laughs> it looks a lot like, I know I think when you made this, you didn't know. But for those of you who have seen the movie Akira, the base looks a lot like the Akira machine with tons of wires oh, yeah. and crazy things coming out of it. It's an awesome yeah, piece. Something creepy about the wires being everywhere like that. Yeah, it I love it. Sort of adds to it. And now another modeling tip. See all that? Uh, are we going to different pictures? Yep, I, I got it up where you got the goop. Yeah, the goop stuff that it's coming off of him or he's walking out of is um uh epoxy glue two-part epoxy glue with some uh transparent yellow paint in there and then i dip toilet paper little bits of toilet paper in it and mush it around and you, you got to work fast because that stuff kicks but you can drape it and uh, that toilet paper is just it's just disgusting looking it's perfect yeah it does that's a really good effect. and then once yeah once it dries it's rock hard so nothing breaks. So what's the process? Do you mix the paint in with the epoxy as yeah, you're doing you can, it? But you can put acrylic paint in epoxy glue, but just put it like a like a drop. Of, so it's like a clear yellow. Mm -hmm. And then just put a drop or two into the glue. And it's five minute epoxy. So you, you know, mix it up real good. Dip a little sheets of uh, toilet paper and want, until you get it all nice soaked up and then you know, drape it where you want to drape it. And then it, when it mm -hmm. kicks, it's hard as a rock. That then you can just cool. go and build on top of it and then add just more regular straight glue with, uh, that's tinted and that, uh, holds it in. It's perfect. That, that thing is the strongest glue job ever. <laughs> Not going so, anywhere. So how many takes was this doing that process? Like, what? was it three or four times mixing the epoxy and, Toilet paper? Did you do this all in one take kind of thing? How did yeah, I, that... just, I just did it. I just always start in an area where if it messes up, no one's going to see it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I always do. I just start someplace safe, like down inside the tube and uh, build it up. And once I saw how to do it, by the time I got to the areas where it's everyone's going to see it, I had it down to where I could drape it real nice and I would break pieces of it and string it, you know. So that's what I always do. I always start somewhere where you'll never see it and then just work from there. It's really effective. It looks really good. For those of you I who are listening. Why he gets free stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Again, people listening, check out the YouTube channel, Model Club TV, and you can see all these pictures yeah. on there. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. On the podcast, you can't see any of this stuff. So if yeah, you're also, making that's the way to do it. There's an episode of Monster Model Review. Rob Madison did an episode on Model Club 2, was it? 
Yeah, I got it. They're gonna we're gonna post all that stuff in here. Okay. At some point. Yeah. And that was nice. And I think uh, there's photos from Model Club One. I think Norbert might have those up somewhere. Some photos. Yeah. I know the no, video yeah. disappeared, but if there were oh, photos. That, that video. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have them up. So. As far as the contest goes, it's supposedly still happening. We're going to, in October, when Wonderfest rolls around, uh, there has been some rule changes. If you want to try and enter the contest, everyone is welcome. There is a Facebook group called Model Club, and we have it in there. Just send us a join, and we'll let you in and read the rules. I don't want to really go through them here because they're pretty extensive, but try and, and join, uh, join up with us. If you just want to hang out and come in and see the entries after we're done voting, that's great, too. Um, we're hoping it happens in October. If not, this year we'll get pushed back to Wonderfest 2021, and we'll see and how this year plenty goes. Of time. That's plenty of time, guys, yep. to uh, come up with something really spectacular, including all those guys that are professionals. There's a ton of professional modelers out there. We'd Everybody's doing a commission. So you got a year and a half, What is it, right? Well, yeah. if it's in October, you have, what, four yeah. but. Yeah. We're going to do it again no matter what. It, this October, this happens, we're going to do it again in, in uh, June or May, whenever it is. So there's at least two more model clubs coming up, and we'll go from there. We'd love to have everybody. We don't. Yep. We're not trying to be elitist here. We're trying to get everyone in this contest, make something cool, and show it. That's all this is about. And right. it, it, talking about your entry and – it's about the brotherhood of modeling more than anything. Um, yep, absolutely right. And, and sharing tips and just making cool things is that's all it is. And a lot of reason why there is no sponsorship or there's no uh, affiliations with anybody is to try to avoid any political hobby politics or right. all this stuff to try to keep it just to us. Um, I hope, I hope they jump in and do it. You know, a lot of them say that they're just too busy. But uh, if you shop for 21, you got uh, plenty of time yep. to whip up something. Yeah, you have well over. Dude, all those things that we saw of mine, I did in the in the last month <laughs> and a half before the show. <laughs> and that's I haven't started mine yet. I got to get on it. I have the idea. I bought the stuff, but I have. And to then do. shipped it to me to drive down there and <laughs> had yep. to repair it when it got there. But uh, that first one made it pretty good, didn't it, Steve? Yeah, well, they all did. I think there was a couple of wires came loose on the second one, but that that's not bad at all. Believe no. me, that's that's successful. And the the size limits. Let's talk about that for a second. Originally, we didn't really have one. We had some, and people kind of did that. But now that we're trying to move, in, we might move away from it. But we're moving into Wonderfest contest room and doing it that way. So you have to adhere to Wonderfest rules on sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be super crazy. Um, but make something, make something awesome. I think Shaky Dave and uh, Robert Trotch are still living in their first uh, yeah, model uh, they could be. club entries. So it's Robert, especially man, that thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're, what we'll do, we'll have another. We might have some of those guys on at some point too. But there will be a couple of videos up on our YouTube channel of the contest that we have. I do have those from Rob Masson, and we'll. I want people to see it. I want people to celebrate modeling. That's all this has ever been. It's not about us getting famous. It's not about us making money because I've spent money. I have not made any on this thing. Yeah. So it's, I just count votes. Yeah. You're our vote counter. 
So, I don't know. That's Model Club. Anything else? What did we miss? Um, just an announcement that I just saw on Facebook um, that uh, Jersey Fest has indeed canceled, but they say they'll be back for 2021. Um, but due to the COVID and everything Wait, that's so going on there, Rob this? Saloni. This is like breaking news? Um, well, today. I think today was I yeah when it got it. announced. Okay. So, wow. Um, okay. Well, that so doesn't that, that's sound good. For... Are we doing letters? You had yeah. wanted to read a letter and yeah, do we're that. Yeah, do that in a second. Oh, um, sorry. I know <laughs> that. Uh, that doesn't bode well for Wonderfest. I think. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. All right. That was our topic for this. Our contest. Uh, please, seriously, head on over to Model Club. Not the Model Club TV site, but there is a Model Club group. And we'll, we will mention this. That Model Club group is going to go away after this, and we'll just use it as an event because we do get a lot of people just joining it thinking it's something else. And it's just it's a yeah, pain. Yeah, it's to the keep, contest. Yeah, it's a pain to keep up. So we're going to turn it back into an event and, and do it that way instead. So we are going to start with our new section of the podcast called Emails, Corrections, and Comments. So each week we're going to, or each week, but each podcast, we're going to go through some of the emails that we get, comments, corrections. If we said something wrong or stupid and you want to let us know, go right ahead. We'll try and read those on air too. Scott, anything from YouTube that's standing out? St- standard. This, I'm a teacher. Well, first of all, let's stood out. watch out on the stupid thing because we'll get a lot of comments. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, there was a gentleman, Mark's Hobby Bench, uh, would love to see and learn more about casting. And I had mentioned doing a casting episode or doing, you know, showing a video. So we'll do that. And I'll just quick shout out to Kurt Krause, Norbert Osner, Charlie Robson, uh, Charlie Norris, Trevor, and uh, Mark Worthling, who also made nice comments. And you can read them on the YouTube. Awesome. Channel. Yeah. Please. Anytime you leave a comment, it helps us get noticed on YouTube. If you don't know, that's how YouTube works. Subscriptions, comments. That's how you get found. It helps us out quite a bit if you can do that. Uh, as far as emails go, if you want to send us an email, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com. And Charlie sent us an email, Charlie Robson. And this email is a book. It is very long and it is very tiny print on my phone. So I'm going to try and get through this. Um, it's great information. I want to share it with everybody. So it says, Jason, thought you would appreciate a few words of how great that first episode was. Bus versus figures was a fantastic topic to cover. I would have to agree with you and Steve, despite being one of the younger guys in the hobby, during a time when bus popularity is on the rise, I thankfully thankfully have usually found building something to be far more appealing than just simply painting something in an afternoon and putting it on my shelf. Not that there is anything wrong with that. In some ways, I'm envious of those who enjoy that type of work. Though for me, if I can't come up with some kind of cool base idea and or unique conversion, That will require weeks or months of solid modeling and fun. I often struggle to justify the cost, especially being in Canada. That is not, that's not all things, mind you, but being it, but I'm trying, I'm lost my spot again, but most of the box art, but most the box art Wolfman kit. Mark Worthling is releasing is a rare example of something I will likely just paint as is because it is based on a box art. Making that decision even more difficult was the cost. I think Scott mentioned paying $203 for total for it. I ended up paying around $320 Canadian shipped for the for it. 
I ended up uh, the base kit without the glow parts, and there still may be some custom duty fees when it arrives. That's something we don't think about. We'll pause there for a second. Yeah. Custom fees, all that sort of th things. When when you're setting prices, different parts of the world are gonna have, world is gonna have to pay different prices. Uh, I have to say, dealing with Mark has been just the best in being. But being in Canada increases the price of these kits so much. I often try to ask for just the figure on their own as making my own bases is where most of the fun is for me anyway. Not all, but most stock bases, though, though cool, are simply added weight and cost. I have spent three to five months or more on many expensive pieces, but the cost was justified because of the time spent. One of which will be in the next issue of AFM, actually, which is a dream come true, of course. Nice. Yeah, that is very cool. Congrats, Charlie, on getting in that new episode. Steve, you want to tell everybody about that? That next, uh, just while I take a break from reading for a second. Uh, it's going to be, next uh, issue. yeah, the Reader's Choice. Yeah. Isn't that what they, they're calling it? Reader's yep. Choice? Yep. And then uh, people, fans of the magazine have been uh, submitting their uh, pictures of their buildups and stuff. And uh, they've been putting it all together. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty interesting issue to see all these guys see what everyone's up to these days yeah it should be coming out next soon it's the next issue so yeah uh that being said it took a while that, that's where we're at that being said though it took a while for me to get sold on bust i'm starting to enjoy a couple smaller build-ups between the big ones so they do have their place inevitably however i still find myself customizing the shit out of them as i really do my best to take them as far as they can go Painting a stock kit is often just far too boring for me personally, more so if it's a bust. Probably because figures have so much more base potential than busts. This leads to one issue I have always struggled with, which is the longer you spend on a piece and building a bunch of small-scale BS and doing all the detailed base work, the less time you have you get to spend on doing multiple smaller pieces such as busts. Practice, and you know what, Charlie? You just had a kid. You're not going to have any time for anything. Practicing and developing your own painting skills and and whatnot. It's a tough balance for me to find as I sometimes feel my like my brain is a 12-lane highway, bumper to bumper with ideas. Anyways, please keep the show going. First episode was very fun to listen to, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Please share the positive thoughts with the others as well. Have a great day. So that's Char Charlie. Thank you. That's an awesome, great first yep, email thanks. to read. And oh. Yep. I can't read. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. That's the first uh, that we, Steve and I, heard of it, I believe, too. Yeah, I didn't um, tell him until just now. So it was all new to us. Uh, I met Charlie, uh, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. And uh, Charlie's going to probably have to be expedited here because my good friend Neil DeConte tried to run me over in his minivan, <laughs> and Charlie was his passenger. So I'm going to need a witness at some point. So Charlie, you may be you know, forced to come back down to the States. But, um, yeah, Charlie drove... I think he flew into Rhode Island or that area and drove to Wonderfest with Neil DeConte. And uh, I think he had a really good time, you know, and uh, he was a really nice guy. I, I met him a little bit and he was a really nice guy. Cool. So, yeah, yeah he is. Very, for the, it, it's good to see those nice guys watching us. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So that, I guess, would conclude our second episode. Uh, everybody have a great holiday. Great fourth. And we'll see you next time when yeah. we uh well, don't forget though, guys like Charlie, they don't really celebrate the fourth. Oh, Canada know? Day yeah. is uh what the yesterday? When I think Canada it was yesterday, day. yeah. So and, happy uh, Canada Day as well. Canada and, Day and um 
our friends in the UK, hey, we're still free, yeah. you know, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. But we'll send you a Scott Johansson if you'd like. Yeah, we can send I, I'll happily go there. And uh, I, I want to touch real quick, too, on yeah. this Canada thing. I've recently sold, sent a few things to Canada. And he's so right. The price is insane to send to Canada. What's um, the, what's the, uh, what's the issue? Like customs? I don't know because or... and maybe Steve can touch on this, but I know when I used to send things to Canada, it was very compatible to us domestic shipping. Okay. Um, that's what I always thought, like, but it has really like doubled whatever you, would you say that's pretty accurate, Steve, or don't you have a lot of Canadian customers? Yeah, I don't have a lot of Canada stuff. But so. yeah, it's um I recently sent a small kit to a guy and you know, just a little box. And uh I sent it to him as a gift, you know, because You're a nice yeah, guy. you take a chance doing that, but you know, it's easier on them. And uh God, I hope the Canadian government isn't listening or they're all in trouble. But um I think that's it, two crimes. It, two crimes you've uh yeah, they're talked about today. Two crimes. But um you know, but it's still, they still have to, uh, it's still, you know, it's like a 35 or $40 box for a small little box. And it was like crazy, you know, yeah, it's just crazy. Well, like, like he said, it's extra $100, right? Yeah. Yeah, almost. Um, and, and shipping overseas is no better. Shipping to the UK. I picked up a kit at Wonderfest for a guy in the UK. And it was one of Mark Havikin's uh, filmies that new kid of his last year. I picked it up for this guy and I sent it to him. And uh, I think it cost like $80 to send overseas. It was crazy. And uh, and even domestic postage is crazy. So this is why the shows are so important. If you can get to them, uh, fit what you can in your suitcase or if you can drive or whatever, uh, do that. Even Steve got hit this year because I sent, had to send all his stuff to him. And uh, it wasn't cheap. You know, so it's uh, no, yeah, I don't know a way around it. You know, Steve ships way more than either of us, and I'm pretty sure he's going to tell us it's pretty crazy no matter what. So, yeah, yeah, shipping's nuts. What do you do? That's that's the name of the game. You walk over to someone's house and pick it up. Yeah, I wish I've yeah. never done that. <laughs> I'll walk like, to Scott's, so I'll get murdered on the way though, probably. James. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, please subscribe to YouTube. We are now on every major po audio podcast. So iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, Stitcher, all those sorts of things. You should be able to find it. Download us on your phone. Listen while you work. And then watch the video on YouTube to see the pretty pictures. And not us, but the model yeah. kids. So thanks and, for joining uh, we're us. We're open to suggestions, too. So yeah, absolutely. They, you know, it's because we'll run out of talking to each other because nah, we don't like each other that much anyway. So it's, no, yeah, we are held together very, very loosely yeah. at times. By a thread. Yeah, by a thread. Yeah. Threads and yeah, Steve's trying to leave like six times tonight already. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, any suggestions for episodes or whatever, anything we can do? Yep. Um, you know, we toss around ideas to each other all the time. Uh, we'll be yes. talking to people in the hobby as well. And I think yeah. that'll up pretty well yeah sure. yeah we want to have guests if there's any guests uh that you think we could get or if you're interested in being a guest even maybe let us know you know and we'll uh see what we can do
Can't promise everyone, but you know, we'll get there. Have a great holiday, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya.